Welcome to the Magic Weaver Podcast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred container where we do the work of reweaving into deeper intimacy and belonging within ourselves and with each other. In this container, we dive into how to embody our magic, rewire into more pleasure, ease, and play, and honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. Welcome to the portal. Hello, Magic Weavers, and welcome back to the podcast. So excited for this week's episode because I'm going to be diving into talking about the fear of success, which from the work that I've done with my clients, the work that I've done within myself, just conversations that I've had with other leaders, the fear of success is actually more of a block for most folks than even the fear of failure. And so we're going to dive into that topic today and also really weave in how pleasure is an important aspect of shifting out of the fear of success. Before we dive into the how-to and how do we work with the fear of success, I want to share a little bit about my own journey with this um, because usually all of you reflect back to me that you really like to hear my own experiences with some of these things that I'm talking about. And so I'll share my own personal story and maybe some of you will see yourselves reflected in it. When I think about, you know, really rising and expanding in our leadership, in our business, I kind of tend to think about it as like these different energetic containers. And um, it's almost like you are going up an escalator and getting to the next floor. And the the next energetic floor is, you know, represents, you know, different behaviors, different ways of being, different income level, different kinds of relationships, Um, different quality of life, um, different habits, like all of these different things that represent, you know, our life changing, improving, expanding in all the different ways it can expand, both relationally with others, internally within ourselves, and then externally in our environment, who we are being, how we are moving around in the world, what we have, etc., what we're receiving, right? And one of the things that I've found through my own personal experience is that each time I get on the elevator and I rise into a different energetic container, energetic level, right, that, you know, usually the block that I have the most often is the fear of success, that if I actually get to this place that I want to get to, this goal, this destination, whatever it might be, that there's this lingering fear and question in my mind that's around the fear of who am I being in this container and 
how are people going to reject me or not love me because of who I am being? And it always comes back to some sort of identity shift that needs to happen, which is why I do so much identity work with folks, because I do see this trend happening across the board with all of my clients and with colleagues and friends. It's not so much that, you know, people are afraid of failing as much as they are afraid of who they will become and what they will have to leave behind when they quote unquote succeed. The way that I like to talk about success, because I actually don't particularly like or identify with success as a term, I like to really talk about embodied success, which for me means that we are experiencing our desired feeling states in our life and in our business on a consistent basis. In other words, I believe that, you know, success really comes from within. If we don't feel internal success at every level, then, you know, we're chasing external markers of success. So it's really about being aligned internally within yourself. And yes, going after those goals and those like external signs of you know, I'm progressing in these different ways, but it's actually about you rising within yourself and the rest follows. So I wanted to state that because I think sometimes we can get so destination oriented, we actually forget to be present with what's here, the life that we have, and how we can feel successful now. So in a way, this conversation is an interesting one, because On the one hand, what we're saying is success is something that is sustained, that what we're really working with is our own internal embodiment of success as a constant state of being. And also really looking at the fear that comes up of the next level of that success, right? It's not that we don't have success in the present moment, but it's that, you know, we're expanding in our desires, we're expanding in our capacity to receive. And that's where we're rising into the next kind of elevator, like the next level of that, whatever that looks like. So What I find for myself is that every time I get on that elevator, the ceiling always becomes about what or who am I going to lose? And it's actually not a very conscious thing, and it's not a conscious thing for most people. But there's an internal knowing that if I make this much money or if I do this in my life, that somehow it's going against some type of rule or attitude or belief that I've been embedded in, that I've grown up with, that has taught me if I make this much money, that if I move to this neighborhood, that if I have this kind of partner, that there are going to be people in my life who are going to feel uncomfortable with that. And in fact, there's a lot of discomfort maybe that I even feel with that. 
And so there's all of these like cultural, familial, social beliefs and attitudes that get wrapped up in who we judge ourselves to be and who we think others will judge us to be when we shift into this different energetic container. So the core of it is really about a fear of rejection. And it's really unconscious because what happens is that there's all of these inner children within us, right, that just want to be loved and accepted, because that's really what we all want as human beings, we want love and acceptance. And even if we can rationally say, oh, well, you know, it's normal for people to move in and out of our lives, kind of depending on our life experiences and our past relationships, it may be harder for us to actually feel comfortable in losing people or in risking rejection. And so, you know, fear of rejection and judgment is such a huge part of this. Um, And it's also actually like fear of rejecting within ourselves because there are parts of me that reject the the ways that I believe in the present moment that I might have to change because of the amount of money that I'm making or because of what I'm, you know, creating and how I'm showing up in the world, right? That there's also a lot of worry about being out of integrity, that somehow I'm going against my values. And this particularly comes up around money for me. For instance, I am a trained social worker. I have a master's in social work. I was a social worker for 10 years of my career. And, you know, social workers are about social justice. They're about really, you know, providing approachable, low-cost services to um, populations that typically don't have access to mental health care to services, community services. And so, you know, there's a whole culture and a whole belief system and understanding of money and service in social work that has often really conflicted with um, some of the ways that I've perceived who I would have to be in order to have more money and what does that mean about me? Right. And these are complex things, right? This isn't something that we're going to unpack completely in this podcast episode. But, you know, we all have judgments of what it means to have more money and what that means about us as people because money has a lot of complex energy attached to it in this world. And therefore, it complicates the way that we see ourselves in the world, right? Because money has been used in like bad ways, right? In ways that are greedy and that aren't in alignment with the kinds of values that I have for myself and for my life and for the business that I'm creating. And money has the capacity to be used for good things 
in expansive ways and ways that support community and ways that support equity in the world, right? And ways that support social justice. And so there's a lot of reweaving to be done when it comes to how we think about money, because often, you know, the con- the reason why we're talking so much about money when we're talking about the fear of success is that oftentimes we do associate success with money, right? That part of us rising into a different energetic container, expanding in our life and business is really tied to money because that is, you know, the currency of the world. That is how we often improve things externally in our life and how we often are able to give ourselves more things that give us the kinds of experiences that we desire in our life. And whether we like it or not, money creates possibilities, right? And money means power in this world. And if we are people who are change makers, there are lots of different ways to change the world through action, right? Through our platforms, through the things that we do, right? And having money is a significant way that we get to impact change in the world. So it's all so interwoven with, um, with all the things. So for me, you know, this fear of success has been interwoven with identities that I've held in the past and what it's meant to have that particular identity in the world and how I've rooted myself and my values into my identity. And so much of my own work when it's come to shifting out of a fear of success has been about changing the way that I understand my identity and coming to a place of safety and acceptance with it and realignment with my values. So how do I be a person in the world who cares about social justice, but who also makes a certain amount of money? How do I remain committed to equity? And what does that look like at the level where I'm making X amount of money? Right? So it's really working with the mindset shift of this doesn't make me bad or wrong, whether it has to do with money or not. This doesn't make me bad or wrong to other people, or it shouldn't. This doesn't make me bad or wrong to myself. And inviting ourselves into the space of curiosity around where is the story Where is the belief and the attitude that I am somehow bad or wrong for achieving this thing or getting to this place that I really want to get to, right? What am I afraid is going to happen if I receive this fully? What doesn't feel safe here for me, right? These are questions that I ask myself. Because inherently the fear of success is that there's some type of lack of safety in what you are receiving. Yeah, and so we often unconsciously actually sabotage ourselves 
and prevent ourselves from receiving the things that we want because there are unconscious fears of either rejection or fears of being bad or wrong in some way because of the cultural, social, familial messages that we have about what it means to be the person who has X thing, who externally presents in a certain way. And there can be a lot of guilt and shame that comes up with that. So for me personally, there's been a lot of identity work that I've had to do, a lot of money stories that I've had to work through within myself. And when it comes down to it, it's really a fear of not being in integrity, um, which means me rejecting really important values in myself in order to achieve this thing. And that I've had to look at the places where I can create a different way of being with that, where I'm living in accordance to what I believe is true, but allowing myself to still receive at an exponential level, not making it mean something bad or wrong about me. And so there there are things to wade through there, right? (laughs) And that's what it's been for me personally. Um, There's just been a lot of work around my identity as a social worker and really understanding that differently. A lot of things around my own money stuff and really the responsibility piece. Knowing that If I'm receiving more, I'm responsible for more and being scared of dropping the ball, not being adult enough or good enough in order to manage all of that, to handle all of that. And unsurprisingly, these are often many of the things that show up for my clients for the friends and colleagues that I talk to, it's really that there's some type of negative repercussion that happens when you reach this certain level of success, external marker of success, right? And so the invitation here is to look at those stories and to rewrite them, to really reimagine Who am I becoming and how do I find safety in this level of becoming, in this version of myself that I'm stepping into, and to really reimagine and create that self from this truly embodied space within you, right? Where it's not, I'm replicating the image of what a woman who makes you know, a million dollars a year or whatever it is, is doing, but that I'm allowing myself to mold this version of myself from what is true and authentic for me and what is true and authentic for the values that I have in my life and the way that I want to live my life, right? Because we only have certain models for 
what it means to reach a certain level of success or what it looks like to make X amount of money or like what that means in the world. And all of us are recreating and reimagining what that means and how we are using money and how we are defining what success means to us. And that's a really important thing because when it comes to embodied success, it's really about what does it mean for you and your individual soul to feel truly successful as a state of being? Like, what does that look like for you? Because what I can tell you is, you know, I think in the business world, there's this assumption that we just want to keep on making a lot of money and keep on expanding and expanding business. And that actually might not be what someone wants to truly do. That might not be the core of someone's desire. Because the truth is, is if you run a million dollar company or a company that makes several million dollars, there's just certain responsibilities that come with that ways that you Um, have to hold the business and the company that's going to be different from someone that's making, you know, I don't know, six figures from the business, right? There's, there's a difference and not everyone wants that, right? So it's, it's not so much about always expanding externally. It's about attuning to also, what does it mean for you to have embodied success And that after a certain period of time, that maybe the fear of success is actually, you know, not even related to money, that it's related to your relationships, that it's related, you know, to your own love of self. Like, there's so many different expressions of fear of success that we can look at that go beyond the external markers of what it means to be successful in this society. And really, for me, the core of the fear of success is really the fear of receiving, right? That there's all these obstacles within us where we somehow don't feel good enough to receive, where we don't feel safe enough to receive because we've been taught through our experiences that maybe that isn't available to us, that level of receiving, whether we're talking about love, relationships, money, career, doesn't matter. There's a receiving energy that's happening in each one of those places in our life. And if internally we don't feel good enough, if internally we don't feel like that's actually available to us because of who we are in the world or because of our identities or because of our values or whatever it is, then those are the obstacles within us that determine whether we actually receive that thing. So it's the fear of success and it's really like the fear and lack of safety with receiving fully. And so a lot of the work that you get to do in this place is around receiving. It's around the energy of feeling safe to receive it in your body. And this is really where pleasure work comes in. All of us have an upper limit 
with how much pleasure we allow ourselves. And unfortunately, this is part of the conditioning of living in a patriarchal white supremacist capitalist society that teaches that we are not deserving of rest, that we are not deserving of pleasure until we work really hard until, you know, we basically exhaust ourselves. And it's only then that we're allowed some level of pleasure and rest. Yeah. In addition to which, there's so much around giving ourselves pleasure, both from a sexual perspective, because there's so much shame around sex and sexuality in general. And there's just so much interwoven into that specifically for women. And so there are all these levels of giving ourselves permission to receive and being able to receive more and more pleasure in our bodies Yes, sexually, but also just through our experiences, right? There's lots of things that can give us pleasure. I think I mentioned earlier, like a cup of tea or, you know, maybe reading a book is really pleasurable for you. Um, Like washing the sheets and laying in your bed with the smell of fresh sheets right? That can be a really pleasurable thing. That there's all these different ways we can interweave pleasure and really allowing pleasure to be a priority for us is such a shift and change of our mindset and way of being in the world. The way that this world functions is on a very like go, 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 fast paced kind of um, rat race, right? where we've all kind of disconnected from our bodies. We've all disconnected from our connection with nature. We've all disconnected with just the ability to be present in the moment and to enjoy the present moment. I'm certainly guilty of this. I'm always on my phone, right? There's so many ways that we disconnect from the experience of being here now and feeling the pleasure of the moment, And so we've taken so many shortcuts. We've had our nervous system trained to be in flight or flight response, right? In the stress response because of the kind of life that we've all been living for a very long time. So it all correlates to this energy of receiving. It all correlates to the fear of success because it's really a fear of receiving that's showing up there. So, so much of this is about retraining our nervous system, finding safety and being able to receive more. And that is how our energetic container begins to grow and expand for the receiving of whatever you're desiring to receive more of, whether it's a feeling state, whether it's money, whether it's a partner, It doesn't matter what you're receiving, but that whatever you want to receive is the measure of success in your mind. 
And being able to receive it then is about allowing your body to feel safety in that so you can actually get the energy, right? So that the energy can come to you. This is where ritual and intentionality becomes really important. And it really comes down to prioritizing pleasure over or an equal proportion to all the other things in your life and finding different ways to insert pleasure in how you do your daily life and business. So it's not about taking out things or saying, I'm going to skip that morning meeting, morning business meeting, even though that certainly could be something that you do in order to support your pleasure. But it's more asking yourself, how can I be in my pleasure more as I am going through life and doing the things that I need to do? So how do I launch my business, launch my offering from the energy of pleasure? How do I weave in pleasure as a mother, right? How does that figure into my identity, right? How do I create more space for my pleasure and make that a priority versus scrolling on Instagram, right? Because whenever we say we don't have time for it, always question that because we somehow always have time for scrolling because we're addicted to it, yeah? So it's in the way that you prioritize your life. It's in the way that you become intentional about how you interweave your life with pleasure. So it's it's more about making pleasure work with your life rather than making a compartment for pleasure. The more your nervous system can feel comfort in greater expressions of pleasure, the more you're going to be able to receive And the more that you're actually going to be able to allow yourself to be successful in the ways that are truly embodied and feel good to you. Because then you're giving yourself permission, right? You're giving yourself permission to have it, to receive it, and to be abundant in all the ways, right? This is all connected to our second chakra. Second chakra is our sexuality, our creativity, it's money, It's all of the things, right? And so the way that we receive is through that second chakra. And you've heard me use the word safety quite a bit here and safety in the body. And I really talk about the body as this is the place we return to and start with, with everything as it relates to growth and expansion within ourselves and in our business, we have to feel safe in our body to receive it in order for it to land in our reality. So, you know, whenever we're talking about any type of fear, whether it's fear of success or fear of anything else, that really it's, you know, there's a part of you that doesn't feel safe. And so how can we establish a threshold of some level of safety in the body with what you are walking into. And this is one of the ways that you can establish safety in the body when it comes to fear of success through pleasure. 
The other piece that I want to come back to is something that I mentioned earlier within my own experience, which is that there's a fear of rejection and a fear of not being loved by other people, right? That somehow if we achieve what we want to achieve, that other people won't love us anymore and that people will drift out of our lives. And, you know, there's, it's so human. It's so human because we do want to be loved and accepted, right? And we do really care for the people that are in our lives. And so it's a really hard thing to come across this because it, really triggers that not enoughness part in us. And depending on your life experiences, if if you've experienced a lot of abandonment in your life, meaning like if your inner children have somehow felt left by caretakers, important people, you know, either through death, you know, natural life occurrences or some other traumas that were experienced early on in childhood, that there's going to be that natural inclination to want to hold on to people. And that makes so much sense based on life experience and just our general human desire to be connected and to, you know, hold on to more love in our life, right? That then the concept of people not liking us, not loving us because of, you know, how we shift and change or what we have, that's going to be pretty frightening to different parts of you. And again, this is usually not a very conscious process. This is very unconscious for most people. Sometimes it's conscious, but more often than not, these are subtle energies that are you know, really underneath the surface and they can show up in ways that are tricky. Sometimes we don't show up fully for launches or just sabotage ourselves in these small and big ways that undermine our true capacity to succeed and receive what we want to receive. And it often comes down to some of those unconscious things within us where we're afraid we're going to lose someone or something as a result of that. So there's a lot of beautiful healing work that gets to happen in this space with the inner children that have a fear of being left. And how can we find safety in the letting go, in the allowing whatever's going to happen to happen. And if people will drift out of your life, that that happens, that that's a natural evolution of how things work. And resolving some of those places of trauma where our body is acting unconsciously, contracting unconsciously to prevent us from fully expanding into the next container that we want to expand into. So this is why I consider healing work such a core component of business growth, because these unconscious things show up and we don't even know that that's what's showing up and why our launches are failing or not going the way that we want them to. 
um, or why we're not quite progressing in the ways that we want. And it usually comes back to some of these inner children and fears of success that we have and fears of abandonment. The other thing that can also sometimes show up with a fear of success is a fear of hurting other people. And sometimes this goes back to past life things or ancestral things. Like perhaps there was an ancestor who became really monetarily successful and um, maybe he wasn't a very nice person or she wasn't a very nice person, right? And there's some of that energy that's interwoven into our story of what it means to be successful. So there's an unconscious fear of reaching a level of success because then we might be replaying the same story that that ancestor replayed. And that's just something that's trapped in our body, whether it's from a past life or an ancestor, it's just a memory, um, an energy that's in our bodies that's replaying itself energetically in the space. And we're not even consciously aware of it. So what sometimes happens in the healing sessions that I do with entrepreneurs is, you know, ancestors show up or past lives show up in the session and we're able to kind of extract that energetic thread and release it from the body so that it's no longer running in your nervous system, in your energetic field and influencing the way that you show up um, in your launches or in your business or whatever's happening, right? Or in how you are thinking about yourself and your possibilities. Um, and so that can certainly be a piece of it. Um, some people have past lives where, you know, maybe they've done horrible things to, to become successful and that, you know, there's lots of beautiful threads of healing to be done in that space. And, you know, I think this goes back to our discussion around money that what does it mean for us to be successful is often tied with money and, most people have really bad associations with money. If you're a conscious entrepreneur, you you might have a lot of those stories of, you know, rich equals bad or having a lot of money equals bad, that there's that equation that happens in your mind. And so, you know, when we think that something is bad, we unconsciously believe that we're somehow hurting someone by having that thing and being able to reweave, you know, what it means to be rich, what it means to have money, what it means to attain whatever level of success you're looking to attain. This also applies to, you know, whatever you want to receive internally Right, that if we want more love, intimacy, connection, joy, that there are often stories that we have that come from our not enoughness that can say something like, Well, you're not good enough to have this level of love. You're not good enough to experience this much joy. Right. And so that there's an equation that happens there where um, there's often a lot of shame that can show up 
because there's an internal belief that somehow you're bad, that you're not worthy, and therefore this level of goodness in your life is not available to you for that reason. And again, like this is usually fairly unconscious. Sometimes it is very conscious. Sometimes you actually have those thoughts. But oftentimes we don't even know that we're making that equation in our mind. And it's coming from this much deeper part of you, these inner children within you that are secretly operating the strings and that we need to resolve some of that shame, that we need to resolve the badness that we feel, the not enoughness that we feel in order to really open the floodgates of receiving the kind of embodied success that we're hoping for, whether these be internal or external measures of success. So with everything I've said, you know, I invite you to, you know, journal about it, journal about if there were things that really stood out to you, you know, stories that maybe you intuitively think that you have, or perhaps you identified in yourself right off the bat. And that that's something you get to explore a little bit more deeply, get into the unconscious layers of that. And, you know, really do the work of interacting with some of these inner children. Um, and that a big portion of this work is doing this healing work, but then also engaging in the expansion work, which is really the identity work around reconfiguring, reimagining, accessing different energies that help to anchor in the safety of it's okay to be successful. It's a beautiful thing for, t- for me to be successful in these specific ways. I can hold this. I can be safe here. I can receive here and it's okay, right? That there's a lot of beautiful expansion and energetic work that happens just in that place alone. And this is exactly the beautiful kind of healing and expansion work that you get to do in my three-day free immersion that I am hosting this week, December 8th through the 10th. We are going to be doing some healing and definitely a ton of expansion work that's based around identity and reimagining our identity through playing with archetypes, through really tapping into the truest version of ourselves and creating in the quantum field. So there's just like this beautiful interweaving of, you know, releasing of past selves archetypal play, and then quantum integration and activation. And, you know, there's journaling prompts, there's meditations, I'm doing live trainings on Instagram, and going even deeper into these things. And so I really, really encourage you to register and join us. The only way that you receive the materials is by registering. And then of course, you can attend the live trainings on Instagram, and that's available for you to watch live, hopefully, so you can come with questions, but you can always watch it um, because I will post it onto my grid after I finish the live training. 
So go ahead and click the link in the notes that will take you to the revival registration page. Let's make it a date and that way I can see you this week and we can go even deeper together. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you found value from the episode, I would love to have you write a review for us on iTunes. It's a great way for other people to find us. So I appreciate you tuning in and listening and sharing with your friends. And I'm sending you a lot of love.